Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How many excited about this? Man, I've been in this brand new series, Pressing for the Prize. How many of you realize this? You are pressing for a prize. Look at, um, let's just start right here. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, I like reading the Passion Reads a little bit better. But how many know we're all pushing for a prize? The Bible says there's a prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What that means is this. Every one of us has been giving a purpose by God for God, whether it's like a gift or it's a ministry or it's a, 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 a plan, you got a purpose. And the Bible says we're all pressing for a prize. Amen. So if we're pressing for a prize or a goal, like an athlete would train or a, an athlete would try to, to win, you know, you try to win something, right? If you're playing for a Super Bowl or you're playing for, you know, a championship, you press for a prize. Everybody in life, you do this in corporate America, you're pressing for a prize. Well, the Bible says that there's a prize waiting for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. And my question for you today is this, have you been pressing for your prize? Did you even know you got one? That you're the only you in the world. There's not another you in the world, and you're, you are specific for the time, the place, the situation, the destination. God needs you. We need you. The earth needs you. And there's only one of you in the world, and you've been destined for greatness because God don't make no mistakes. God was like, I jacked up 20 years. God don't care about 20 years. He let them wander in the wilderness for 40 years and use them as best he could. He can use anybody. Moses started his ministry at 80. Come on, somebody. You got to get ready to start turning this thing around. But what am I trying to get you to see is that if we got to press for a prize and we got to press for a purpose and we got to press for a goal, that there must be some kind of resistance if we got to push. You ever have to push for something? If you're pushing, there's got to be resistance against this. Amen? So it's not going to be easy to get to your destiny. Amen? You're going to have to fight to get there. You have to press to get there. You're going to have to pursue this thing with everything you got. And sometimes if we're not careful, it could get overwhelming and we could feel like quitting. But there's no place to quit. Why? Because this is what we got to do. Look at Philippians 3 and 12. Look what he says here to the Apostle Paul. He said, I admit that I have not yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing, but I run with passion into what? His abundance so I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. He said this. He said, I have not what? Acquired the absolute fullness of the thing I'm pursuing. Have you stopped pursuing your dream? Have you stopped pursuing your purpose? Have you stopped pursuing your calling? Is there something maybe you put on the back burner that you're, known ha- that you're not as passionate about as you were? You know, a lot of times in church world, you know, I was kidding with somebody today. I said, just keep coming. You know what I mean? Just keep coming. Don't even ask yourself, should I get up and go to church Sunday morning? Just get ready to go. Because you'll get out of the, you know, you'll get out of the custom of going to church if you're not careful. That's why I don't even ask myself. We're just going, right? Even when I wasn't pastor of church, we're just going to church. Why? Because going to church is going to lead us to good things, amen? But have you lost that passion a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, this was cute in the beginning, but this has taken 20 years to get here. This isn't as fun as it used to be. Where's your passion for God out? Where's your pursuit of God? You know, like, hey, man, if I hang out with God, 
I'm cool with it. If I don't hang out with God, I'm down with it. But, you know, little God, no, come on, man. Where's the passion for the things? Uh, where's the things that you used to have interest? Or somebody say, well, I don't have that. Well, guess what? We're going to work on that over the next couple of weeks where you could say, yeah, I'm pursuing God the way I pursue him. I might not be running a race, but I'm definitely in a marathon. Come on, somebody, right? I'm pursuing God the best way I know how. Some seasons are easier than others. Let's just be straight. Some, you know, the Bible says you read, you read the word, and immediately everybody gets joyful. Yay! Everything's great, right? And then all of a sudden, you got to hold on to that word when it looks like nothing's working. Now it ain't fun no more. The Bible says that's when people get offended. You got to fight getting offended. You got to get thick skin and fight getting offended because offense is going to come for the word's sake, the Bible says, and it's going to try to stop you and rob you from what? From the life that God wants you to have. Don't get offended. Don't let nothing offend you. Well, you know, so-and-so, ah, forget about it. Don't let offense creep in your heart. It robs the word of God. Come on, somebody. It's easy to get offended if you're not careful. You know what I'm saying? You get offended like, oh, I got my feelings hurt or I got, I got upset about this or I got upset about that. Don't get offended. Offense is a thief. It's the bait of Satan. Do you get that? You know what I'm saying? Don't get offended at nobody because they ain't mad at you. They're just mad at what you're wearing. Come on. They're just mad at your coat. I got my coat on. How many didn't take? Don't take your coat off. Leave your coat on. Come on, right? Like, why don't they like me? Why don't they care? Oh, man, people, people will critique you all day long. Why don't they like me? Why do you care? You know what I'm saying? Some of you are trying to run a popularity poll, you know, in life. Like, wow, you know, I care. I don't care what anybody thinks. You care? You better stop caring. And then why do you let unqualified people speak into your life and tell you who you are? I discovered my value a long time ago. I ain't going to let you critique me. You know what I'm saying? People give me all this like, well, so-and-so said this about me. So-and-so is stupid. Why are you listening to him? You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, like, you got some nitwit trying to tell you who you are. Well, he don't love me no more. Well, he's dumb. Why are you listening to dummies? Pastor Chris, you going to stay here? Yeah, I like it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you letting somebody speak into your life that doesn't have a PhD in nothing, and they're going to let them do the gospel truth? You better cut it out. You better value the voices you listen to. Amen. Letting somebody label you. Yes. Come on. I'm in a good spot right here. I ain't leaving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, my, my mama told me when I was five, I was never going to amount to nothing. Well, your mama don't know nothing. I said it. You, you tell her, write me a letter. I ain't going to read it. <laughs> People don't understand stuff, and words are hurtful. And you got words that people spoke, and now you hurt for decades about people saying something to you, and you holding it like gospel truth. They got a PhD in knowing nothing, and here you're affected by it the rest of your life. Cut it out. Press for your prize. Don't let nothing derail you from your destiny. Don't let words from people that are unqualified become the voice of your future. Reject them things. They didn't know what they were doing. You understand me? This is, I'm meddling right now in your mind. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I can. Who told you that? I don't think I'm good enough. Who told you that? 
Well, they didn't like me. Who are they? And who, well, they said, I like to find the they said people. I don't know where they are, but the they said people are everywhere, but they're unfindable. You cannot find them. Yeah. Well, they said you ain't no good. They don't know me. Look, David, they didn't, David, that little joker, David, in the Bible, you know what I mean? He, that little joker, nobody believed in him. His own father didn't even believe in him. His brothers didn't believe in him. Nobody believed in him. Leave him alone. Leave him over there. Let him go play with sheep. That ding dong can't do nothing right. And David all the while just said, I'll just do what you tell me to do. But one day Goliath showed up and we seen the potential within David. Because until an opposition arises, we don't really see the real king you are yet. Come on, somebody. You got to press to the place where something that can be exposed in your life. Amen. It's an opportunity, man. But you got to keep pressing for the prize. It's not easy to always press when you got pressure. Yep. True. So look, I got you some points I really want you to take because I think they're going to help you. Look at this 13. It says this, I do not depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do one compelling thing. What's that? I keep my focus. Woo. Come on. Focus ain't easy, is it? Write this down. Broken focus, broken dreams. Okay? I could change anybody's feelings. I just got to change what you're thinking on. If I could change your focus, I could change your feelings. You saying that? That's why people, like, you know, people that are really dealing with mind dealing or maybe you've dealt with depression or you're dealing with, you know, wrong thoughts. Listen, we take that stuff very serious here, but I can help anybody. Simple. I just, I just change the pictures of your mind. They're like flashcards. I just change what you think. Once I change what you think, I change what you feel. Once I change what you feel, I'll change what you think. But you got to learn these principles. They're in the Bible. You know that? They're all in the Bible. They're going to try to give you a sports psychologist. I got the one... He knows what I'm talking about. They gave them the sports, sports psychologist. It's the, it's the Bible. You don't need a sports psychologist. You need the Bible. You don't need this. You don't need that. I love all that stuff. Go to, go to the doctor. Go to the shrink. Go to the, the guy comes here. He's a great guy. I like him. Bob's really good. But here's the thing. If I can teach you the word of God, I can teach you how to flip those flashcards in your head. Because you ain't allowed to think about the things about you. Who told you that? Where'd that come from? Thought identification is the most important thing you could ever discover identifying where my thoughts come from. It's like a string. Every thought is connecting to something. That's why all these kids are all screwed up in this earth we're in right now and these moronic parents that need a shot in the head trying to label them because they have a thought that's connected to a lie. They're too stupid to understand clarity and now the whole world's becoming deceived. I'm dangerous. Don't swim out here. <laughs> yeah. Because what people don't realize is this, is that every thought is connected to a force, good or evil. And if you don't understand how to differentiate, you got to do this. You have to differentiate from which one is which. And if you're not careful, you'll sit there all day buying lies that never came from anywhere but hell. Right. And then we're going to justify it as your own. You, remember this, you and me have never had an original thought a day in our life. Not one. Not one. It came from somewhere else. So the moment you can figure out thought identification, you'll start understanding that. Where did that come from? Who said that? When, when Adam was in the garden and he said, hey, this is what I found out. God said, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? Because you never had a clarity to hear that realm 
until you slipped in your obedience. You see it? People say, why do you want to stay away from sin? Because I silence the noise of it the moment I do. Wonder why some of you struggle so hard? You stay too close to sin. It's so loud you can't hear anything else. Well, you're trying to be good. I ain't trying to be good. I'm trying to stay sane, bro. Amen. The more I stay away from nonsense, the saner I become. You see it? Amen. Come on, man. Yep. TikTok, doc, let's go. Amen. We know what to do. This is how we do it around here. Yeah, that's why you're winning. That's why you cannot be defeated and you will not quit. That's right. Hey, hey, hey. Why? Because we got victory. That's all we got is victory. We don't lose. We ain't losers. We're winners. We're champions. Amen? Come on. That's why you're going to win. Be victorious, strong in the Lord, power of his might. Come on. You got victory. What you got? Victory, victory, victory. Come on. That's all you got. What's my, my future looks so bright, I can't wait to get into it tomorrow. Come on. Everybody hates Monday. I love Monday. Come on. Let's go. Why? So here's the thing. Write these keys down. What, I'm going to give you, how do I press? All right, Pastor Chris, this is great. Yeah, you're all excited. But how do I press for the prize? Number one, boom. Don't be pulled in different directions. That's a big problem for a lot of you. You got 72 directions you're being pulled in, and none of them are the road you're supposed to be on. Okay, so here's what I've understood in life. I am not responsible for everyone. I am only responsible for a few. Come on, you better think I'm talking to you. Say, I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Pay attention, it's church. I'm going to get you out of here in about 20 minutes if you listen. A lot of you are, 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 are... are kind of over the edge in things that God has not given you responsibility for and of, and because of that, you're in a bad spot with things, get out of there. This Okay, so let me explain. I pastored a church, right? Okay, now I don't want to break this news to you, but a lot of you will call me, oh, you're my pastor, that's great, but you ain't going to listen to me, so I really can't help you. So it's like, okay, great. You know what I mean? Is that, you, did you get it? Let me go slow. I pastor you. I'm a pastor church. I love you. You love me. It's all good. We're going to be friends. We're all good. It's great. Everything's cool. But guess what? You're not going to listen to me. So I can't really help you. It's like a coach coaching you, but you don't pay attention. You know what I'm saying? So then you go, oh, okay. Great. So I can't really help you if you don't listen. Now, some of you want greater instruction. You get closer. I give you closer instruction. You get it? So who can I help? The people that want to Want the instruction. You hear? You got it? Why did I say that? Because a lot of you, what you're doing is you're trying to reach into people's lives that don't really want your instruction and then wonder why you're leaving out hurt. They don't really care what you got to say, man. Stop wasting your time and go find somebody that wants to listen to you. Now, here's the problem with most people. Everybody wants somebody to listen to them because it's the world we live in. That's why everybody wants to be a video influencer. You ever see these morons on this thing? They make no sense. Will somebody follow me, click me, like me? We're warped, man. This is crazy. How many likes and clicks you got doesn't mean jack. My kid, I love him. He's on the thing right there now, right? He watches the stupidest stuff in the world. They got 80 million people watching him. I'm like, this is nuts. The guy's blowing up a Lamborghini for crying out loud. The guy got 42 million people watching. I was like, the car's like a million two. Why are they burning the car? Eight billion people watched it. You got 20 cents a click. I'm like, this is crazy. Guess what? Does that make sense? Absolutely not. Is that not crazy? It's nuts. But guess what? 42 million clicks on the thing. You're looking for clicks when you should be looking for content in your head. Hello? Come on. 
get what I'm saying? Get out of direction you don't need to be in because the Bible's real clear that if you get off in your direction, you're going to get messed up. Look at this scripture I found for you. Philippians 4 and 8. This is big. Why? You got a purpose. You got a plan, right? You got an object of where you're going. You got a destiny to fulfill. You got a prize. God gave you a gift. God gave you a talent. God gave you ability. God gave you something somebody else in the world doesn't have. You got to press for your prize, whatever it is, business goals, life goals, this goal, that goal, financial goal, I'm pressing for a prize. What's the biggest thing when you got a fixed purpose? You have to fix your mind and focus. You cannot be doing 80 million things. How many of you know if you're going to run after the prize, if you're going to run for this promise, you're going to have to get singular in your focus to achieve the dream that God has put you. You can't get pulled in 90 different directions. Come on. Remember going to Bible school. I'm in Bible school, you know. You're in Bible school. They want to do all this stuff, man. Hey, you want to do this? Hey, you want to? They were banging on my door. Come do this. I'm like, no. I got to read the books. They're like, bang, 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 bang. Come do this. I'm like, no. Come join the softball team. I ain't got no time for that, I told them the first year. I said, I ain't got no time for none of this stuff. You guys don't want to go jerk around and play games. I'm on an assignment here, man. I got two years. I got to get this thing done, and I got to learn something. I'm going to read the books. I'm going to go to that library. That library looked weird, you know what I mean? But I'm going in there anyway because I got to figure out this stuff called faith. I got no time for this. And the kid used to come next door. JJ used to come next door banging on the door. Hey, bro, let's go do this. I'm like, no, I ain't got no time for that. I got to go read those books. And my roommate, he, was, he didn't pay attention to nothing, Scotty. He was in the closet reading the books the day before because he couldn't stay disciplined. I said, you better read these books before we're supposed to, bro. Don't you realize we're, and you know what? I didn't feel called. I didn't look called. I didn't know I was going to pastor no church. I didn't think I was even going to preach the gospel. But guess what you got to do? You have to see the invisible goal when nobody else can see it. You got, when you're a businessman, well, I don't understand what he's talking. You know exactly. You got, if you're a businessman in here, you got to be able to see the end before the beginning, man. Why are you making those phone calls? I did it. Don't tell me you can't do it. I made 80 phone calls a day. This guy looked at me and said, you're crazy. You're a pain. Somebody messed up. They told me, they said, if you get eight no's a day, you're going to get a yes. I was possessed. I said, what? Who said this? He said, you get eight no's a day. You work a phone? Any of you work phone sales? I said, you work sales? Man, they told me, I don't know if it's a golden rule, whatever it was. They said, for every eight no's, you get a yes. That's what they told me. I, I was crazy. I said, great, now I'm looking for no's. I'm not really looking for yeses. I flipped it in a day. I was like, you want me? They're like, no. I was like, that's one. You want me? No, two. You want me? No. I was, look, I was high for no's. I was just, every, get, tell me no. Tell me no. Why? Because if I can get 80 you, I can get one yes. Come on. You got to grind and push when nobody wants to push. You got to get up when nobody wants to get up. You don't want it bad enough yet. Oh, you want it. You don't want nothing. When you want it, you're going to get up and get it. Life don't give you nothing. And let me tell you another thing. While I'm here, let me meddle. Some of you people, you're a big cop out. Oh, I got, I got, I'm a woman. Oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. Will you stop it? Look at your neighbor say, be quiet. Look at your neighbor tell them, be quiet. Hey, life ain't fair. Give me a break. Ain't fair for nobody. You got these people come over in a boat with 50 bucks in their pocket, and they're multimillionaires, and you got what? And somebody's looking down on you? Stop buying these lies and get up and grind. Let me tell you what the Bible said. The man that slacks, he be comes poor, but the man that puts labor to work, amen, he's going to be a great success. Let's go. Turn it around. You're a king's kid. You got destiny on you. Change the world, man. Buying all this nonsense. I'm not smart enough. You know what? I got, got, I got multi-millionaires. These guys got money, bro. Do you know them? Yeah. Real good. They didn't even go to school. 
They didn't even go to school, man. The one dude credits himself. I walked out. <laughs> I don't even want to tell my kids. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, go to school. I'm like, but all the guys that really got they never went. <laughs> because nothing, nothing labels you but you. Amen. Stop it. Why not you? Why not now? Just keep pushing for your prize. So I, I determined this the other day. Write this down. You're going to like this. Clint, you're going to love this. I'm a prize pusher. That's how I push. You get around me, I'm going to push you. You tell me what it is, we're going to push for your prize. Why don't you get up every day and be a prize pusher? Stop being a negative nanny, you know, like, well, net, 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 nothing good. Cut it. I mean, nobody wants to be around that mess. Be so positive you're contagious. Man, Chris, you're going to do it. You're going to be great at it. You're going to be the best. Oh, you're lying. No, I'm not. I'm speaking what? I'm speaking words of life. Amen. Man, we're going to score 70. Maybe not. I almost broke 90 the other day, though. I thought I was kicking it. I told Dennis, I said, I think I got 88 in me. I think like 90, 93 is good for me. I'm breaking records, but I'll get it. Right? So anyway, come on. It's golf. Just go with the flow. Come on. Right? Come on. Are you pulling this in? Are you, are you, are you absorbing what I'm saying? Stay on track. Don't get off track, man. Where's your dream? Where'd it go? Why'd you stop pushing it? Why'd you stop pursuing it? Why? Somebody said you can't do it? Who are they? Who's these they people? Lose the they. Well, I, I did ministry 20 years ago, but I haven't done it no more. Come, come, come and get reattached, get involved. Why? Why do you feel disqualified? Why do you feel, I don't know, and you ain't got time to try to figure out the whys and the what's. You just got to get to go and into doing. Come on, look at Philippians 4.8. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Are you keeping your thoughts on the authentic and real, or are you buying lies? Come on, right? Are you keeping your thoughts fixed on the real, authentic, or what are you believing about yourself? What are you believing about your dream? What are you believing about this? What are you believing about your life? Come on. You got to keep your eyes closed. Why? Because if you don't stay fixed on the goal and fixed on the prize, what are you going to do? Boom. Here's another one. You got to be honest that you're not there yet. Philippians 3.12. It's a good one, right? You got to be honest you're not there yet. Nobody's arrived. We're all a work in progress. Isn't that okay to say? I have not arrived yet. Who has? Come on, right? But doesn't that make you feel good? Like, you know, I'm not there yet. I should be further along. Who cares? We all should be further along. But guess what? I don't have to worry about being further along. I'm right here. I can't do nothing about yesterday. All I can do is change tomorrow. Come on, right? Well, I didn't like what I did 20 years ago. Who cares? Don't live in regret, man. It's miserable. Okay, can you do anything about yesterday? No, you can't do nothing about tomorrow because ain't nobody ever seen tomorrow. Tomorrow shows up as today. How many times I got to tell you that? So you can't do nothing about tomorrow. You can't do nothing about yesterday. All you got is today. Change today. Make it a great day. Turn your mentality around and focus on your future. And guess what you do? You start doing today what you want to see tomorrow. I admit that I have not yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into this one abundance so that I may reach for the purpose purpose that Jesus Christ has called me unto, to fulfill and discover your purpose, man. You're the only one in the world that's got that purpose. I can't do what you do. You can't do what I do. I don't want to do what you do. And you don't want to do what I do. It's your purpose. Are you running with passion? Passion's tough, man, because some seasons I can do, you know, passion's like a diet, right? Like working out. Man, there's some seasons I'm locked in, bro. Like I'm locked in. 
And then there's other seasons, I want to eat donuts and do. Come on, right? All the donut people give me an amen. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, passion's hard to keep, ain't it? All the married people said amen, right? No, you got you to be intentional. You know, what do they say, right? Right? Oh, when you were dating her, you're buying her flowers. Now you're married. You forgot about it. Right? Why? Because you got to be intentional. You got to remind yourself, hey, you're in public. Go buy flowers. Come on. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to go do this. Hey, you got to go on a date. Hey, you got to go do. Well, it's not that you lost interest or you lost consciousness. Kids get older. It's nothing, right? You got to say to your kids, you got to be like, wow, man, we're like light years apart and like technology's taken. But you know what you got to do? You got to set aside time to spend time. Intentionality, man. Passion wanes. You got to be intentional in your thought, intentional in relationships, intentional in pursuit. That's what he's talking about. Doesn't that happen to everybody? It does, man. So what's that mean? That doesn't mean you're out of love. That doesn't mean you don't love your kids. That doesn't mean it. just means I got to think a little bit more in my head about what other people need. I'm going to be a prize pusher. Come on. You, you looking for a prize? I'm going to push you towards it. What's going to happen tomorrow morning? You get up and say, "What do you?" I'm pushing prizes. Come on, man! I'm pushing you to your prize. That's what I want to see. I want to see you fulfill your destiny. You're not done. You're just beginning. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Get that going in your mind. And then, where's your dream? You know, I thought about that. You know, when I was 20, I used to do. One time, I never forgot this story. Right? I met this guy a long time ago. It was way, way. And I first got saved. And the lady told me, she says, "Oh, you know, I want to be a missionary." I said, "Oh, that's a great thing." And I was always wanted to do missions, and I wanted to do this. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." Excuse me. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she goes, well, then, you know, I got married. And she had all these excuses. Not that marriage is wonderful, but all these things. And she said, yeah. And she goes, I just never did it. And I never forget walking away. I said, man, I do not want to be the person that never did it. There's nothing wrong with getting married. You know what I'm saying? But, like, if God gave you something, it's only yours. You don't want to fulfill it. Go to heaven one day and say, God, well, I didn't do nothing with it. Now, if you don't know it, you got to discover it. And if you know it, you got to do it. I don't know what it is. God didn't give me the talent you got. Like, I'm looking at Sam. I can't play drums like you play drums. Couldn't play drums like that a day in my life. Can't, can't play that. There ain't no way. I know you think I could play that fiddle, but there ain't no way I'm going to play that fiddle. No way. Can't do it. Can't do it. She says she could train me. No way. you never seen me. I couldn't even blow that recorder thing in school. I asked my mother. I drove him nuts in the house. That, I was, things sound like evil coming out of that pipe thing, whatever that thing was. A flute. What is that thing? Zulafone? Or yeah, flutophone. My thing was demon possessed, man. That thing was screaming devils out of it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it for life. I got no musical ability whatsoever, and you don't want to hear me sing. Glory to God. Amen. Right? No, I cannot. One note every year. Look at Ephesians 3.20. Come on, we're almost done. Check this out. This is big. You got to be honest. You're not there yet, and you got to understand this. Never, 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 never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Isn't that good stuff? Come on, look at it again. Just look at it again. Just look at it again. You can't do it in your own strength. Come on, guys. You know this, right? You can't do it in your own strength. Don't try to do it in your own strength. You don't have the ability to do it. I'm trying. I'm pushing. I'm going for it. Look at this. Never doubt God's what? Mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this, right? He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Your what? Most unbelievable dream and exceed your what? Wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power that constantly energizes you. Ain't that good? Yeah. You got to have God's ability. 
Look at this, check this out, I love this right here. So write these down, because these, these are gonna help you, right? These are like these stick points, like okay, how do I stay focused, what do I do, number one? You gotta, you gotta be honest, you're not there yet, and here's a big one. Pull this in and do not forget this. You cannot finish what God has started by yourself. Just remember that, okay? So everybody's like, it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Because it wasn't overwhelming, you'd be able to do it by yourself. You understand? It's a little bit overwhelming. It looks daunting. No, you need God. Whatever it is. So whether you got a business, whether you're trying to do this, whether you're in the ministry, whether it's just life, whatever it is, pressing of the prize, you're looking to just even serve God a little bit, or whatever it is God's got for you, guess what you got to do? You got to do it in your own ability. You got to rest upon, lean upon the Lord. If you could do this by yourself, you wouldn't need God. Well, I'm pressing for a prize, but I don't know where I'm going. You need God for direction. I'm pressing for a prize, but I don't know what it is. You need God for guidance. I'm pressing for a prize, but I don't know why I'm in the earth. Man, how miserable would it be? You know, one time I asked the guy, I said, what do you think about potential? He said, I think the most potential I've ever seen was when I went to the graveyard. I said, what do you say? He said, yeah, he goes, all lost potential winds up in the grave. People were going to do this and going to do that and going to do this and going to be that and we're going to go do this and go do that. But they never put, see, potential has not been discovered. Potential is like an inward seed waiting to be released, but it becomes of nothing if it's not sown. Potential is the beginning. It's not the end. It's the start of a thing. You got a lot of potential to do great things, kingdom things, spiritual things, life things. But what are you doing with it? It was funny. He said it. It was at this conference or something. He said, I've seen the most potential walking through the graveyard. Potential that was never released, never to be discovered. Never sowed. Never sowed. Yeah. Buried. Don't, don't let your potential be buried. How good would we go to heaven and we see Jesus like, man, I gave you that, but you didn't do nothing with it. Don't be there, okay? So let's look at this. Here's a couple points. I'm gonna leave you with this, right? Look at this in Galatians chapter three, one. He really explains it. The apostle Paul helps him understand this. You can't finish, you cannot finish, remember this, what God has started without God's help, okay? Now look at what he says in Galatians. I like the way it reads. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I'm gonna give you the other thing and I'm gonna let you go. What has happened to you, foolish Galatians? Why are you acting foolishly? I'll explain the whole thing, right? You must have been under some sign of evil spell. Didn't God open your eyes to seeing the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? He says this. He's trying to, he's trying to get them to understand. What he, you know, in the King James, it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you started this thing by faith, but now you think you're going to get it done by works. So here's what he's saying. You started this thing off believing, and now you think you're going to finish it in the flesh. Watch me do it. Now, a lot of you are high-capacity people. Now, listen to me. Got to go slow here. Don't beat yourself up. A lot of you are really high-capacity people. It was like I was saying this morning. Like, if you drop that thing on Karen's desk, you know she's getting it done. She ain't going home till it's done. She could just produce, man. Some of you just produce. If I put you in corporate America, you're getting paid, bro, because you just get it done. You are not not going to get it done. It's going to get done. If it hits your desk, you're going to get it done. And that is a great, that is a great attribute, massive attribute. But how many of you know 
that's cool, but some things are out of my hands. I can't get it done. I need God to get it done. And that's where trust in him and faith comes in. And how many, you know, ain't that the truth? Sometimes God shows up with such a big project, your hands ain't big enough to hold it. So you got to trust God in the process of it to say, man, God, I need you. I got ability, but you got to take me to the next level because I can't do this by myself. That's when trust comes in, but that's when even this came in. He said this, he said, but guess what, guys? You didn't start this thing by working. You started this thing by believing. So why are you leaning on more working it when you should just be believing it? That's what he's saying. Look right here. Vaughn, you're going to like this. Watch. Go to verse 2. Let them see this. Because this thing says, so answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping laws? That's works. He said, no, you received them as a gift because you believed. Amen. You just got to believe. I know it sounds so, just believe. No, do what you can do and believe. But after that, that's all I can do. Because I don't have enough doing me to get it done. Look at verse 3. Check this out. Your new life in the anointed one began with the Holy Spirit giving you a new birth. So why would you so foolishly turn from living in the Spirit by trying to finish by your own, own works? It's not in your hands. It's not in your strength. And hey, look, and I'm going to be honest with you. You guys are not bad by trying to finish it. I try to finish it all. Like, hey, God, you sit this one out. I got it. Let me work it out. God's like, bro, you're going to collapse. Let me handle it. Amen. Here's the last point. Look at this one. You're going to like this. I like it. It's going to take faith to finish it. Ain't that good? Yeah. Write that down. I know that's it. What does that mean? Look at Hebrews 4, 9, 10, and 11. It's going to take faith. If you're going to, any, any, you're going, you want to get this prize, you want to reach this goal, anything in life, you can use these principles, and I'm going to give them to you more as we go. If you finish these principles over in any area of your life, what, what do you got to do? You got to make sure you stay focused. Everybody gets all, what, what happens the moment you get a goal? You get distracted. Distractions deadly and dangerous. You ever see athletes? Like you ever see an athlete? What do they do? They lock in, bro. They talking to themselves. Why? They're, they got to get in that mode, man. They got to go there. You got to get there. You ever see high capacity people? They got to go there. They got to get there. You got to get there. You can't get all over the place, spastic in your, in your focus and get to a goal. You're going all over the place. So you got to stay focused. You got to be careful. What's the thing? I, gotta, I can't do it in my own strength. That sounds cute. But you ain't going to get the, you, bro, you got equations math board long, bro. I seen those things. I flipped out, man. My buddy's that aerospace engineer. I was like, dude, they gave him a book from NASA. Dude, the thing was this thing. The equation was the book. When John got those things, they were books. I said, what is in the book? He's like, the equation. I said, you could forget this, dude. I said, I have my skill set. That ain't got nothing. Bro, I was like, then he tried to explain how a plane went near, axes and rolling, all this stuff. I was like, I was done, bro. I was like, Delta. It's all like Delta. <laughs> That's it, bro. So I don't understand nothing else. Lift, thrust, no, peanuts and Diet Coke. <laughs> Just sit back and get me there, bro. Now I got greater faith. <laughs> Come on, are you with me? I still ain't taking those questions. You see what I'm saying? How are you going to do that without God? You need God. You got the X factor, bro. You got, you got, you got, you know what I'm saying about that? You got this stuff they don't got. Athlete, you got, you got the Holy Ghost. Businessman, where you at? Business people, where you at? Woman, man, you got the it. 
They don't got it. You got it. You got him. You know what I'm saying? He'll give you ideas, creative stuff. He created the heavens and the earth. He can't help you. Come on, right? Damn ideas, even at work. You'd be like, hey, we need that. Well, come on, man, work that thing. Be a problem solver at work. They'll pay you more. That's why you're making that money, bro. You're making that bank. I see you in there. God, anoint me today. People come to you, they'll give you business. They don't even know why. Look, last point. Look at this right here. So we conclude that what? There is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. Ain't that truth? As we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works. Ain't that nice? Cease from your own works just as God celebrates his finished works and rests in them. So then we must all what? Give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. Do you get that? Look at the first part of the scripture. Look at verse 9. We conclude what? That there's still a full, complete rest. Waiting for who? Believers to experience. As we enter into God's faith, rest, life, what do we do? We cease from our own works. Just as God celebrates his finished works and rest in them. Once you get into faith, you enter into what? Rest. Well, I'm not resting. Then you ain't in faith yet. When you get to faith, you enter into what? You can hit it. You can enter into what? Rest. Did you get that? Did you get that? How many, how many know, like, man, I got some work to get to the rest? How many feel like I got to get some work to get to rest? Right? I got to get some work to get some rest. You know, it was, I was telling those guys at 9 o'clock, um, they're going to come play. But I was telling them at 9 o'clock, you know, I was like, I was thinking, man, pressing for the prize. Pressing for the prize. Man, it's not always easy to press for the prize. And I'm, I was with this, um, I was in uh, Tulsa, and uh, I went to this meeting. I didn't go often, but I went. And um, one of the pastors here was Billy Joe Darty. He's a great man of God. Really great guy. Victory Christian Center is awesome man of God. And I went there, and he was there, you know, telling a story. And he was talking about pressing for your prize or something along these lines. And I said, oh, this could this be cool. I sat in my seat. And he said, man, he said, you know, he said, when I was in high school, he said, I ran track. And he said, no matter what, he said, my dad would always go to my track meets. And he would kind of like, he would kind of position himself in the stands. You know, you know, you ever see, you know, you ever see guys run track? I didn't know much about track until he started playing track. You know, I, I didn't understand it. You know, we actually did a relay. We did good in that relay. You did good. I was proud of you. Right. But anyway, he said, you know, you got bank, you got bank number one and you go around. And then usually he said, my dad would go to the track meet and he would sit at the last turn. And he'd sit in the stadium and he'd be up in the stands there. And he said, I pretty much knew where he was. He would always tell me like, hey, I'm at your game. I'm at your meet. And I'm going to be up. You know where I'm sitting. You know, after a while, you know, you, you know, the kid knows where you're at. You know what I mean? My guy knows. I'm whistling. I know he hears me. I'm so loud. The whole stadium hears me, but I don't really care. I want him. He ain't here now. He left. I want him to know that I'm there. Even though I'm annoying and I'm that dad. You know what I mean? Like, hey. And I'm yelling from the stands, Bobby! Right? Got to let him know I'm there. Keep him there. He's got to know I'm there. Right? So then he gets mad at me. And then, then every once in a while, he'll give me that little helmet look like, cut it out, man. And I'm like, right, you know I'm here. But I just want you to know that I'm there. 
Now, whether you acknowledge me or not, which you won't, but you know I'm there, okay? So that's when when you're 40, you can't come back and find me and say, you know, you never, I was there, bro. You remember I annoyed you? Okay. Okay. Billy, I'm telling you, just keep doing it. It annoys them. They yell at you, but it gets worse. But just hang on. It's going to be okay. So I say, I ran track, and he said, I'd be at the home, and I'd turn the corner, and whenever I'd turn the corner, my dad'd be sitting in the stand yelling. He'd be like, run, Billy Joe. Run. He could hear him, you know, run, Billy Joe. Run, Billy Joe. Run, Billy Joe. Run. And he's like, okay. And he did his thing. He took his track meet. He did his thing. And he goes, man, I went to the States for the first time in my life or whatever it was. I'm screwing the whole thing up, but it was big. And he said, they went to the stadium. And it was a stadium they weren't usually in. And he said this. He said, man, he said, he's talking about pressing for the prize. He said, I always thought about my dad when we talk about pressing for the prize. There's a great cloud of witnesses in heaven cheering us on. People are cheering you to win your race. They want you to win. Heaven wants you to win. Heaven wants you to reach your goal. Heaven, all, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're cheering you on. We got a great cloud of witnesses that you can do this, Miranda. You could be the best. Come on, you could do this thing. Billy, you're going to have, you could do it. You're going to be great. And you, they don't look at your flaws and your failures and your slips and your bumps. They don't care about none of that. They just, you can do it today. You're going to be the best aerospace engineer in the world. You're going to, NASA going to work for you. You ain't going to work for NASA. You're going to tell them, come on, the heaven's cheering you on like that. Big like that. Big like that. Big, I'm going to be excited when I go to the game. We'll see you there. Big like that big like that. You're going to be an entrepreneur. It's big like that. And he said, okay. He said, so his dad said, he said, listen, he goes, you know where I'm going to be? He said, I'm going to go find a seat up in that fourth turn and I'll be up there and I'll be cheering you on. He said, okay. So scared out of his mind, biggest track meet of his life. Never been there before. Right? He said, turn the corner. And I never forget this because I think heaven's doing this for me and you. And he said, he turned the corner and he said, man, he goes, you know, it's hard when you're in the moment to catch that, you know, like to look and see where you're, but you know, they're there. There's something about a feel and a no. He said, he turned the corner. And he couldn't like see his dad and he didn't hear his dad. And he's like, man, he goes, this is weird. And he said, I turned the corner and he said, I hit it and I couldn't see him up in the grandstands. And he said, I kind of faltered a little bit. You know, he was explaining like, I thought he was going to be there. He's always there. Where the heck is he? He's like supposed to be there. He's supposed to be cheering me on. Where's this guy at? I know maybe like, you know, you're thinking you're running just quick split seconds. You know, this is going, he's like, but he ain't there. I don't know what to do. And he said, he didn't get the words out of his mouth and get the thing out of his head. And he said, when he turned the corner, he could hear over here on the side, this guy over here say, run Billy Joe, run. So his dad got on the inside of the field. Cause you could do that in track. If you're smart enough, I do it all the time. I go where I'm not supposed to go. Just act like you belong there. Nobody asks you nothing. I look like a coach. Sometimes I actually dress like that, you know, put the little baggies on. I just walk on and think like I own the place. Hey, hey, how you doing? Walk right through security and everything. Why? Because I got to be there. Let them know, you know, want to let them know. And he said, while he turned the corner, he said he could hear his dad, not in the grandstand, but right alongside him saying, run, Billy Joe, run, Billy Joe, Billy Joe, run, run, Billy Joe, Billy Joe, run, run, Billy Joe, run, Billy Joe, run, run, run. And he said, I took off like a dart and ran with everything I got because I knew my daddy was cheering me on. I knew somebody was in my corner saying, you can win this race. You can receive this prize. Something's waiting for you bigger than you. You got the ability. You might not think you got it, but you got it because God gave it to you in the beginning. How many of you know you got to know that heaven's cheering you on? Run. Don't stop running. Don't stop running because heaven's cheering you on. You might have had a setback. God's already working on your comeback. Run your race. Don't ever stop. Heaven's cheering you on. You can do this thing. Come on, stand up on your feet. Just dream it again. Just believe it again. Lift your hands to heaven. Come on, heaven's going to acknowledge what's happening for you. Believe you can, you will. Expect you can, you'll see. Something's changing. Run. 
Next time you feel like I can't run no more, no heavens in the back line saying, run, run, run. Nothing can hold you back. Because if God be for you, who in the world could be against you? Run, run your race. Father, I thank you for each and every person here at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, they're gonna run their race and they're gonna finish, they're gonna receive their prize. Whatever it is you have for them, whatever it is the purpose, whatever it is the plan, reveal their purpose to them, let them see and let them know. And Father, I thank you, you're confirming my word with your spirit right now. They're running their race. Give them supernatural grace. Speak to them loud and clear. Let them see and let them know. Father, I thank you. I thank you for transforming their life. And no matter where they are right now, Father, lead them, guide them, and help them. Let them supernaturally fulfill everything you have for them. And Father, I thank you. Bless them and keep them. Watch over them. Guide them and provide for them. Speak to their heart today. Not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit you're doing it right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody say, amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. You did great. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.